here answering Psionics Club questions November 2022. A very rare opportunity for my listeners today. So I've gathered some unique questions in the club related to Psionics. Let's begin. Alright, despite our best efforts to define terms and unravel the mysteries of the universe, there are always a few hundred new questions we hadn't anticipated. Yes. So, as with many times in the past, we have a monthly roundup of uh, Q&A, right? So, here we are with the questions. And I'm just going to read off some questions to you and give you the answers. Uh, so, can a thought form from a web image be used with a radionic box? And the answer is, of course, yes. And the more often you work with these types of witness samples, the more proficient you become at sampling remote and, albeit, abstract concepts radionically. I mean, you can test all kinds of things, even um, fractals, and see what kind of energy signatures they give off. You'll need dowsing, of course. Dynamic dowsing disclosure, that's available for you at verlock.com shop. All right. Someone's asked uh, how to define, um, or could you please define witness, witness plate, stick pad, and the input and output plate. Oh, I understand. I understand how these things can be confusing, uh, either for beginners or for uh, traditional ritual, ceremonial magicians um, gravitating over into uh, psychotronics and radionics, all right? Well, the answer is that the witness plate is the input uh, surface, the input plate, it's usually a copper plate, for the machine where a witness sample is introduced to a system in radionics. So a radionic box is essentially its own little microsystem, all right? The stick pad helps you to douse for relationship with the witness sample and the tuners or resistors, those are the dials on the face of the machine in the radionics box. So the uh, stick pad is the thing that you rub. It's also called a rubbing plate. And that's usually made of, uh, it could be made of a plastic uh, coffee can lid or it could be something nice like acrylic. Okay. Uh, the stick pad can be also the output of the machine in some of the designs. Uh, you'll be able to, to uh, you'll be able to identify that by uh, usually there's a coil of wire that's under the uh, plastic or acrylic stick pad. Well, it depends on the design of the machine, of course. Uh, some machines have no stick pad at all, and feature an input and output plate or just one single plate for the simplest of machines. Which brings us to our next question: What is the input? It is the same thing as the witness plate. What is the output plate? Well, that is the plate where the energy is merged into or the energy exits a system. Again, the system being that microsystem of your radionic box, okay? And the system essentially is the relationship between inputs and outputs and the uh, tunables in your machine. 
and of course the various components that might be in there. Outputs can be extended to a variety of peripheral such as uh, projectors, lantern flashlights, or in my case I often in the past have worked with a kinetic mill and uh, kinetic mills are, are an interesting machine. You can read about that in my book, The Wondrous Wheel, VPG3. And you do this by a, in, uh, an audio jack wired to the output of the machine and by simply plugging a properly fitting cable into that output jack. And then connecting the other end of that cable to the uh, desired peripheral, which in this case we're talking about a kinetic mill. So you would have to have some kind of a jack or um, a screw, uh, something to clamp onto that kinetic mill on the other end of that wire cable. Another question was, uh, where do crystals get wired into radionics? Uh, there's an interesting story behind this of when I helped my former mentor um, decades back, Charles Cosimano, decide on filtering for a vampire machine by introducing crystals into the wiring of a radionic box. And yeah, I was there, did that. Um, it's a long story, so I'll just dive into the design work which is as follows. You wrap the quartz crystals in between the dials for empowering the tuners. Or, alternatively, you wrap a crystal between the input plate and input jack and the output plate and output jack. That's two crystals. If you want to work with filtering the actual witness samples and tune the machine normally. By wrapping, what I'm referring to is taking copper wire and sometimes magnet wire and wrapping that around the crystal and connecting that to the wire buses or, or the connecting cables. How do I splice a pair of ray patterns? That's uh, spelled R-E-I patterns to create a brand new ray pattern that is a unique combination of the previous patterns and yet contains only the good qualities of either of the two subject patterns. Are you lost? I understand. This is a complex uh, question because some of our students are a little more advanced and they have these sort of questions. So I'll answer it. If you are taking qualities of two things that you like and each subject contains at least one of these attributes, a unique quality, then you will simply take a rate for both ray patterns and then create a new ray pattern by examining the output energy of your machine, doing some dowsing, and generate the new ray pattern as if you were creating an original ray pattern. Now having said this, there is also a means by way of photocopying the ray patterns. So you take your two initial ray patterns and then photocopy them print that out, then draw a circle around both ray patterns, fitting them nice and neat inside of another circle, and then taking a rate for that encapsulated ray pattern within the concentric circles, and the output will be set to the new ray pattern intended to splice the desired quality. So, in essence, if, if you're having difficulty following along with that, we're talking about three ray patterns. The third is the desired final pattern. And so you're not so much creating the ray pattern uh, 
by the first two uh, ray patterns, you're you're creating a container where you would be then sending energy to the third ray pattern to make it act as if it were spliced. However, this I find to be the difficult method. But if a student wants to know how to do it that way, I answer. There is, however, a far simpler and more effective means to this end. And how you do that is you create a compound glyph. That's a, a collective of various elemental glyphs. Or another alternative is you may use a rune script that has been laid out and designed to merge desired qualities into a single container uh, for which we call a vessel or a variable. So you place that compound glyph or rune script onto the output of the machine. Use a channel mixer RBX. I recommend it. See the document Channel Mixer RBX on verloc.com shop to help you get started. Uh, to micromanage the distinct qualities, use the Channel Mixer RBX, uh, qualities that you wish to attain from the patterns or essence of the subjects involved in your experiments are best handled by using a Channel Mixer RBX. This is because it gives you a lot more control over how the psychotronics and uh, radionics is going to work. See, ordinarily, for those of you with some basic understanding of radionics, you know that, or dowsing machines, you understand that there's a certain way to use the uh, control dials. You know, you can emphasize, you can suppress, and that's about it. Uh, the third thing you can do is, is basically a balancing rate, which is essentially suppression. With a channel mixer, you can do more than that. You can actually isolate certain aspects about the um, what's called the base rate. And you can introduce um, what's called conditional rates. I talk about that in some of my writings on variable machines and Sonic Robot and Artificer's Guide to Anthropomorphic Constructs, good ebook, and also in my club documents. Here's another question, and this one's more common, uh, especially for you beginners. So, do you pay attention? Is it safe to work with sigils? Now, sigils are uh, the two-dimensional patterns which represent various demons. The answer to this is uh, that nothing is ever entirely safe in the world of the invisible. Um, now, I've had few problems in the past I've been meditating for about so 40-something years. Um, just a, uh, a few months shy of uh, 50. So it's been a long time. I and mean, I've been using psionics for almost about 35 years out of that time. Maybe less than that. Maybe about 33 years. We're just rounded to 35. Uh, so I have some great experiences with sigils. The only danger for me has been, um, I'm going to break this into twofold. Uh, the first time I had a problem actually was when I used uh, a sigil for Balaam, and that is for seeing the future, precognition, clairvoyance. 
And the problem was is that the pattern took effect on my senses and faculties while I was driving. So I had set the pattern up at home and had it radiating in my room, you know, taped to the wall, this powerful amplifying pattern with Balaam that I, I hand drew it. And I really didn't understand how sigils worked at that time. I think I was about uh, 19 years old, 18 or 19. And so this, th what happened is later when I was driving, I had the experience um, interruptions uh, to the space-time perception, um, making it difficult to drive. So my brain was probably expanding and contracting, uh, or the, the nasal passages, you know, when they expand and contract, that causes an altered um, perception of space-time. And uh, there are yoga techniques for doing that on purpose, but the sigils can go a little bit further. That was, of course, 30 years ago, which would make me, as I said, about 19. And during that age, our energies are much different, more active. And, of course, we're prone to influences uh, during those years. Uh, the second thing that happened uh, with sigils is there was a time where I thought I was placing a, a status pattern onto one of my machines and putting my own witness on it and I'd accidentally um, fired a disruption pattern at myself and I, I had um, a few days out of the week that were really bad days and I was wondering what was going on my eyes kept looking up uh, to this shelf that was above the uh, television and it was a big 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 bookshelf full of lots of books and way high up there near the ceiling it's a radionic box. My eyes kept wandering over to that box for some reason throughout the day. And I was wondering, why am I having such a bad time? And so I pulled the box down. Yeah, sure enough, I had put a disruption pattern on myself. Yeah, so that's about it. But in general, are sigils safe to work with? Um, I feel that they have been for me, um, mostly. Uh, there's a lot of good things that have happened by working with sigils. And in fact, I wouldn't be here if uh, if I had never come across sigils to begin with. So these are very much the bread and butter of a lot of our um, magic. So do use sigils. Get into sigils. Familiarize yourself with the various spirits. You won't regret it. The last question that pops up now and then, um, in the past couple months, and indeed this month as well, is whether or not we still work with the psionic amplifying helmet for uh, psionics well yes we do uh, it's just that um, I use it far less often than I once did um, I've come to that realization now that the power of mind is less related to the physical than previously thought um, and it's opened my mind you know my experiences have opened my mind to remote psychotronics whereby all things that are in motion, the kinetic energy, and all products of the various technologies out there manifested in the world, whether it be satellites or robots or AI or nanotech, are essentially at our beck and call. And these external machines that are remote provide us with means of amplification of various um, influences and spells and constructs, insights, intuitions, machine intuition, remote presence projection without the need of a helmet and essentially extending a lot of our abilities 
also I've concluded that the crown chakra which is a big component of the um, how how the uh, cyanic amplifying helmet works isn't necessary uh, necessarily the central control for all paranormal powers and uh, the human subtle anatomy and therefore we can work with or without a helmet quite regularly a helmet, uh, a headband, a wand, a prayer board, a ring of power, what have you. These are all merely extensions of our intended use and projections, right? They're localized extensions. So I look at it this way. Things that are out there in the world, satellites um, uh, and, and so on, I've talked about this, harp antennas, whatever is out there, these are also um, extensions for us, uh, potential extensions for ourselves. It's just that they're remote. But your mind is not necessarily bound by space-time. You know, the only real area of concern for you should be uh, the mind's eye, center of your forehead. The rest of the chakras kind of work, you know, on their own. And thus, you really don't need to spend a whole lot of time um, on these other chakras, um, except for maybe uh, working with your hands, your aura in general, in, in energy fields, mental, emotional energy fields for various exercises. But the brow chakra or the mind's eye is the most important. Um, that's why I emphasize that in my Vril uh, Fire and Ice video course and uh, so on. I consider the other chakras as sort of a, uh, of being primordial. Or primitive they have their purposes indeed um, but you don't really need to play around with them um, there were some exercises I did when I was young working with the solar plexus and so on uh, to develop a stronger will but usually and what I've found um, after so many years of working with this stuff is these chakras will follow um, what you condition in your mind so you, you don't really need to go through um, the old Hindu system of playing with each chakra and, and uh, going through the various um, centers of awareness. All right, so this wraps up our monthly roundup of uh, club questions. And these answers are being made public as a rare treat to would-be club members. I welcome you to come join us at Vrilok.club for podcasting, private learning materials, video, and documentation so i'll leave you to your decision to come and be one of us the cyanic lensmen the cyanic avengers and train up and have yourself a merry old time in the verloc club until next time keep the magic high this is their doctor signing out